Blog Talk Radio.
are not friends and enemies are so close to me I don't know who you supposed to be So contemplate that before approaching me Got the south side right behind me, homie And for me that's plenty Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy Play the politics right and ever so gentle up and snatch that bread, get the fam fed, get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would, if they had the chance, or maybe they did, and just couldn't advance, damn all I can be, I am more than a man, y'all don't understand, gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question, and all I see is me, father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like it's new years, Everyone be crucial I can never break You will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top Like resolution Got the life Cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby It's a revolution Feel the music baby It's a resolution Pump the music baby It's a revolution Rain in the windshield The wiper blades Got me dazing off In outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and pay dues Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Food, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food Hit clever, hit clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, facility studio. This is how I think, blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self made hustler, top of the line. I'm Representing my man's on the block The chopper working move grams on the block White cedar, city cat cock 40 on the waist, 22 on the side Who would have thought shorty grow up to sell rock And finally be the man on his own spot Learn a trick with a glass jar and a pot That turns soft to hard when the water get hot, right? <laughs>
would like to welcome you. I would like to welcome you to another episode of Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. Where we understand incorrect information. <clears throat> Excuse me, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information. Incorrectly applied can get you hurt. We're looking to apply correct information correctly here on the foundation. So welcome. Definitely want to say peace to all the listeners right now. But do want to start off by saying, you know, all praises and thanks and honors due to the Creator and the ancestors. I want to say big up to my big brother, Yusuf Fail. High Frequency Radio Network, Creator, Extraordinaire. Hold on, they're telling me this. Telling me to turn the music down. Is that better? All right. Yeah, so Big Brother Yusuf Bell. Want to say peace to the brother. <clears throat> Highfrequencyradionetwork.com. Creator extraordinaire, my big brother Yusuf Bell. Also want to remind you, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Find all the social media pages Instagram, Twitter, Facebook To make a donation, book a consultation All from welcome to the foundation.com Also the PDF section You can learn for free You can learn indeed Once again, I want to say peace to all the listeners And all the live listeners Long term listeners uh, Live callers Live internet listeners, I want to say peace to y'all. I do want to say peace to the archive listeners, everyone who checks us out on the podcast. On the podcast, well, you know, checking out the MP3, sharing it around. Appreciate it. I want to say peace to all the trustees, salute, and all those investing in their private education. I want to say a peace to anyone I've done business with in the private, and anyone who sent an email or well wishes or was otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to y'all. Everyone, you know, definitely um, adds in their own way. I apologize, y'all. I'm having problems with my voice. We got to get it in. Today is, you know, I have a job. Do I need a trust? You know, a lot of people, you know, think that I look down on those who, you know, work a job. Um, those, those people who don't, you know, have their own business or, you know, contract or what have you. And I don't. I don't look down on people. I just want to clarify that. I think, uh, you know, if you're doing what you got to do, Take care of yourself, take care of your family. And if it happens to be you having a job, you know, have, have pride in that. I just, you know, I will make it clear that, you know, if you have a job and don't have a plan to augment, augment that job, 
or offset it or to transition out of that job completely, I believe you're doing yourself a disservice. So, you know, definitely, definitely something to be, in my opinion, proud of, you know, especially if you're handling your business. You know, if you got a job and you're basically just paying rent, feeding yourself and going, going to kick it, you know, that's something else. But So I wanted to kick this episode off for y'all, those who had a job and, you know, want to know, really want to get into it, you know, do I need a trust? I got a job. So I got a job. Do I need a trust? We're going to get into that in a minute. First and foremost, I want to jump to current events and get this knocked out of the way. I saw this um, headline, the devastating and horrendous war, and I checked the source of it. And I ain't like the source. I'm not going to you know, touch on that. But I will say, you know, um, the escalation between China and Russia, you know, in regards to the United States, is continuing. And it's something that we got to keep in mind. And, um, you know, it's possible that if anything does develop, you know, it could definitely, you know, have an effect here. And I don't think, especially, you know, our generation, I don't think we used to, um, and most Americans aren't used to any type of war on American soil. And that's something to think about. So I'm not going to touch on that, but I definitely want to, uh, on that specific article, because I don't really fill in the source. But <clears throat> nonetheless, I will touch on, you know, never escalation, never growing escalation between the United States and China, the United States and Russia, and how, how that may eventually play out for us. Here, those of us here. But moving forward, Forbes.com, <clears throat> excuse me, dot com. Market excesses are quote approaching a threatening level. The International Monetary Fund issues a stark warning on leveraged loans. Goes on to say the article an unusually blunt warning about the massive, massive market in leveraged loans from a normally circumspect international monetary fund should give investors pause at a time of rising concern about global financial stability. Um, Fund economists um, have published a new blog post highlighting some fairly alarming trends. Quote, we warned in the most recent global financial stability report that speculative excesses in some financial markets may be approaching a threatening level. For evidence, look no further than the $1.3 trillion global market of so-called leveraged loans, which has some analysts and academics sounding the alarm on a dangerous deterioration in lending standards. And apparently they have a point. Quote, this growing segment of the financial world involves loans usually arranged by a syndicate of banks to companies that are heavily indebted or have weak credit rating. These loans are called leveraged because the ratio of borrowers' debt to assets or earnings significantly exceeds industry norms. With interest rates, <clears throat> excuse me, extremely low for years with ample money flowing through the financial system, yield-hungry investors are tolerating ever higher levels of risks 
and betting on financial instruments that in less speculative times they might sensibly shun. That's on Forbes.com. Market excess is approaching a threatening level. International Monetary Fund issues stark warning on leveraged loans. To me, that's important. Echoes of the, the previous financial recession and you know, how that had an effect on you know the American population. Um, a lot of people are saying it's going to be worse effect, <clears throat> a worse effect the next time around. Next up, we got CNBC. J.P. Morgan sees a slowdown coming with the economy growing at less than 2% in 2019. So CNBC.com, J.P. Morgan economist said the economy should grow at a slower pace of 1.9% from the fourth quarter's year over the rate of 3.1% to reduce stimulus, fiscal, and monetary policy and negative drag from trade policy. Economists expect the Fed to raise interest rates four times in consumer inflation and at pace 2.3%. The economists say the slowdown from a booming 3.1% in year over the fourth quarter excuse me, growth will come as fiscal, monetary, and trade policy gets less supportive or more restricted. But even with slower growth, wages will continue to rise as labor markets tighten. That's on CNBC. Y'all can check that out. I'm moving forward. Still on CNBC. Gap. Looking to close hundreds of stores at malls quickly and aggressively. Gap is considering shuttering hundreds of namesake stores. The Gap brand continues to be a drag on the parent company's overall sales. CEO Art Peck tells analysts he plans to act quickly and aggressively. The retail said that it's still 775 Gap branded stores globally, in addition to those under Old Navy Banana Republic and Athleta Banners. <clears throat> Gap has more than 3,000 stores around the world. The namesake brand, however, has been the weakest unit of company um, of late. In the fiscal third quarter, sales of Gap stores um, open for the 12th month fell 7% of those at Old Navy and Banana Republic positive. There are hundreds of other stores that likely don't fit our vision for the future of Gap brand specialty store, whether in terms of profitability, customer experience, traffic trends, or otherwise. The range from the very best to the very worst stores is extremely broad. Gap stores talking about, they're going to close hundreds of stores. Y'all can check that out. Uh, Moving forward, Forbes the worst is still ahead for investors. <clears throat> Forbes.com is the economic growth. The cause of stock market growth is a recession necessary to cause a bear market. Is this a correlation that will allow you to get out of stocks in time? Those are most important questions for investors that are always raised when bull markets are turning into bear markets and the turn has not yet been generally Recognize. Currently, investors fear that only recessions cause bear markets. That is incredibly false and perhaps intentionally deceptive. 
Um, newspaper headline, March 29, 2007, read, Bernanke says no recession in sight. This is uh, talking about Benjamin Bernanke. He was the Federal, Federal Reserve chairman at the time. This referred um, subprime mortgages were starting in an avalanche of defaults. Um, a few months later, uh, the global crisis took off in 2008. But uh, Forbes contributor Jerry Bauer made a good analysis of the topic of correlation between stocks and economic growth. He points out that there are some significant problems trying to prove causation because of correlation. Um, bottom line, Stocks are due for significant correction. A bear market is coming, and people and hedge fund managers are finding it hard to determine when to get out before it's too late. So this is, this is headlines. These are headlines on Forbes.com. Talk about when it's going to be too late to get out of the stock market because there's a recession coming. That's significant. That's definitely something that we need to be paying attention to. I guess that's just my opinion, though. All right, moving forward, I got Reuters. U.S. business spending slowing, housing market is weak. This is on Reuters. New orders for key U.S.-made capital goods were unexpectedly unchanged in October, and shipments rebounded modestly, which could temper expectations of an acceleration in business spending on equipment early in the fourth quarter. While other data showed home resales rising last month after six straight monthly declines. House purchases remained sharply down this year. Sluggish businesses, um, business spending on equipment together with lackluster housing market could stroke fears that higher interest rates are hurting the economy, whereas the Fed is saying that interest rates are not hurting the economy. And that they find it dandy. Uh, that's not the case. That's not what's going on. But, you know, if you listen to these people, they'll tell you one thing, but while really something else is going on in the background. And what we're looking at is not only, you know, a significant potential for a war, and people are calling it, you know, global nuclear war one, but we're looking at significant possibilities for a, a marked recession, potentially depression, that likely will not be admitted. Um, there was also uh, disappointing news on the labor market. The number of Americans filling out filing applications for unemployment benefits rose to more than a four-month high last week. The economy may have seen its best day already for growth and prosperity back a couple of months ago in late summer. It's Chris Rupke, chief economist at MUFG. Winter is coming for the economic outlook, where business investment spending looks to be topping out, and companies have let a few workers go. A few? It's more than a few. The Commerce Department said the flat reading in orders for non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft, a closely watched proxy for business spending plans, followed a downwardly revised half a percentage point drop in September. These so-called core capital goods orders were previously reported to have dipped only one percentage, one-tenth of a percentage point. 
last month over declines in orders for primary metals and machinery. That, all, that increases in orders for fabricated metal products, computers and electronic products, as well as electronic, electrical equipment, mm-hmm. appliances, and components. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast core capital goods orders rising two-tenths of a percent last month. Core capital goods orders increased 6.4% on a year-to-year basis. Man. Business spending is down. Housing markets are weak. Moving forward. CNBC again. Economists see the Trump economy slowing drastically next year before a possible recession in 2020. So they're calling for a possible recession in 2020. This is on CNBC. I think this needs to be paid attention to. I I am currently calling attention to this. The headlines that are being distributed in the mainstream media, this needs to be paid attention to. Economists see the Trump economy slowing drastically next year before a possible recession in 2020. For those who have ears to hear and eyes to see juiced by tax cuts this year, the economy's performance peaked in the second quarter and is expected to increasingly lose steam in 2019 with growth slowing to a crawl and a recession looming. That is one big reason the stock market has spiraled as buyers rushed into treasuries and yields on corporate debt snapped higher. Investors' view, in fact, may be even gloomier than those of economists. Major, major firms this week have been releasing forecasts for next year, and both Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan growth slowing to below 2% in the second half of 2019. But at the same time, the two firms expect the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates four times. While other economists believe the Fed may have to move at a slower pace, economists point to a number of factors for slower growth, but topping the list of scare factors for the markets of those the Fed interest rate hikes, as well as the impact of tariffs and trade wars. Should they continue? Economists do not foresee a recession next year, but by 2020, one seems more likely, some economists said. Yikes. This is on the mainstream news, y'all. And there's other current events that make this even worse. So they're saying the unemployment numbers are going up. And the economy is slowing drastically. We've got a recession on the horizon. Hmm. Next up, CNBC Dow erases 200-point gain as Apple falls. The Dow Industrial Average closed session just below the flat line, erasing a 200-point drop as shares of Apple failed to hold on to strong gains from earlier in the day. The behavior of Apple excuse me, raises doubts that the Thanksgiving bounce attempt has any validity. Scott Redler, partner with T3Live.com. Traders on Friday will be watching Tuesday's low of $175.50. That doesn't hold. It could be a headwind for the market and tech. To be sure, today's moves came on a day with very low trading volume 
as most of Wall Street was away for the Thanksgiving holiday. Tech shares, um, which are part of the popular FANG trade, have been under pressure recently. Through Tuesday's close, they were all down more than 20% from their 52-week highs, officially in a bear market. The sharp decline in tech helped send the Dow, S&P, and the NASDAQ all down at least 3% for the week. What's happening? <clears throat> Starting to happen. We're talking about the dead cat bounce. I don't believe it. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know. Anything can happen. You know, the Fed could, you know, create more liquidity in the market, you know, which is going to increase inflation of the currency. Uh, you know, they can back up <clears throat> on the rate. They can back up on the rate of the interest that rates hikes, but that will probably spook markets as well. You know, saying one thing but doing another. Why, why are they only doing that? What, 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 what happened? What do they know that we don't? We're getting out of here. Never know. Moving forward, still on CNBC.com. <clears throat> Gold prices gain on easing dollar. Um, I wonder why. Gold prices rose today and subdued trade ahead of the holiday in the United States amid weakness in the dollar. Gold is tracking the dollar movement. As Ronald Lung, chief dealer at the Chung Gold, Dealers in Hong Kong, adding trading is expected to be range bound at least till Thanksgiving unless something major happens. The yellow metal has fallen about 10% since hitting its peak in April as investors bought the dollar with U.S. China trade war unfolding against a background of higher U.S. interest rates. Investors are now keeping a close eye on the G20 leader summit later this month in Argentina, where U.S. President Donald Trump is expected to meet with Chinese President. Xi Jinping, my bad if I messed that up, to discuss the bilateral trade dispute. The Trump administration on Tuesday said that China has failed to alter its unfair practices at the heart of the U.S.-China trade conflict. The ongoing trade tensions between the United States and China are driving global equities lower and continue to underpin interest across the precious complex, while uncertainty over Brexit is also adding fuel to the fire. Traders at NKS PAMP, P-A-M-P, said in a note, hey, <clears throat> to me, this is why mainstream is talking about celebrity beefs and stuff like that. <clears throat> IRS hands the rich certainty on Trump estate sweetener with regards to tax, no, no clawback on huge gifts. Uh, the Treasury has confirmed, I'm sorry, this is Forbes.com, but it said the Treasury has confirmed that the increase to state and gift tax exemption is use it or lose it, says Larry Heller, an estate lawyer for Greenberg, um, trial rig in Los Angeles. This is important not only for avoiding the 40% gift tax, and the state tax, but also the 40% generation skipping transfer tax exemption. Heller says, noting that it preserves the 11 million plus exemption, not only for children, but for grandchildren and several generations thereafter. In 2017, the estate gift tax exemption was 5.49 million. For 2019, it's 11.4 million per individual up 
from 11.18 million in 2018. That's good news for, you know, you see how there's good news in that? Some people got good news, others don't. Forbes.com, I like this. Y'all check this out if you want. Here's why you are broke. Most people believe that having more money will fix their money problems. Unfortunately, that is not the case. You are not broke because you do not have a lot of money or because you cannot buy the things you want and need. Being broke is not a dollar amount. It is a mindset that you somehow let define you. We often want more, yet we still have trouble managing the money we currently possess. How many times have you received this money and in days you blew through it? Is it the money's fault or is it yours? We believe that having more money will fix our spending habits when, in fact, having more exposes the bad ones. Bad habits will not help you if you get more money. It's not the money that has to change. It is you and your beliefs surrounding money that must change. If you want to stop feeling broke, you cannot fix your money issues by crying about what you do not have. You fix them by appreciating what you have Focusing on what you want. Here are three reasons why you feel broke and three solutions that will help you alter this belief. Number one, you spend too much time watching people live life instead of building a wealthy one of your own. Solution, start managing your time on social media by utilizing the time management features on your social media apps. And within the settings on your phone every week, start to monitor your time spent on social media. If you find yourself spending an excessive amount of time on social media, just scrolling, commenting, and liking. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have four words for you. Put the device down. Number two, you are addicted to plastic. You probably find yourself getting down about the amount of credit card debt that you have accrued. At one point in life, you made some mistakes, and just the thought of looking at your balance freaks you out. Solution, cut up the cards. Cut up the credit cards. Number three, the value, you value spending over investing. There's nothing wrong with spending money, but most times we are spending money on our immediate wants while neglecting our long-term needs. Solution, trying to get rich quick. Develop a long-term outlook on investing and, <clears throat> and stick with it. Shopping and eating out every day doesn't matter. You matter the most. Pay yourself first. I like that. Y'all can check that out. Check that out on Forbes, Forbes.com. Here's why you're broke. Yeah. Title of the article. Next up, last but not least. Newsweek, artificial intelligence and automation will replace most human workers because they don't have to be perfect. They just have to be better than you. That's the headline. There's a Sawyer robot will work for the equivalent of $4 per day. He's never in a bad mood. Never calls in sick. It has been nearly two decades since retail overtook manufacturing as the nation's most important job creator. 
employing roughly one of every 10 American workers, more people than in healthcare and construction combined. That's a lot of jobs. Of course, not all retail jobs qualify as what most of us consider good jobs. Today, the average hourly wage for a non-supervised retail worker is $11.24, and less than half of retail workers receive benefits of any kind. Still, as a nation, we've come to a sort of uneasy peace with this trend. We know that manufacturing employs far fewer Americans today than it did um, once ago, long ago, I guess, and iPads and Macs aren't made in America. Either are many televisions, appliances, tools, toys, or clothes. We also know that shopping for these appliances, tools, toys, and clothes is an all-American pastime. On average, we spend nearly 45 minutes a day, more than 270 hours per year, purchasing goods and services. Retail has become the, the world as we know it, and many of us expect to make a living working in that world. And yet, traditional retail is under threat from the same forces that are disrupting virtually every sector of the American economy. Last month's announcements of historically low unemployment numbers brought cheers, but also confusion. Given what economists call the nation's full employment, why did so many of us feel left behind? After all, Americans have acquired more education and more productive and are more productive than ever before. Yet, as it turns out, our feelings of, of being ripped off are justified. More than 80% of Americans are not reaping the bounty of their own education and productivity. For while unemployment is technically at historic low point, underemployment is rampant. Fully 20% of men aged 24 to 55 do not have full-time jobs, and nearly half of all new college graduates are unable to find jobs um, that comport with their education. And while Uber drivers and freelance dog walkers technically count as, quote, employed, they are not employed in the sort of occupation that typically offers a living wage. The bottom line is this. Technology has advanced at a breathtaking pace, while the policy designed to help workers deal with these changes has lagged far behind. Hence, the financial benefits of technology change accrue mainly to the few, while the majority of Americans are left with crumbs. But Carreras unstable employment that reflects either their abilities or their potential. In retail, when it comes to profits, no brick and mortar store, no matter how efficient, can hold a candle to e-commerce, which since 2014 has become the fastest growing retail sector by far. China's Alibaba Group, Asia's most valuable company, is the world's largest player in this keen competitive arena. But Alibaba has so far failed to gain a foothold in the United States. In America, Amazon, the nation's fastest growing employer, reigns supreme. I'm going to stop there. It's a lengthy article. And my voice is trash right now. But to say the least, artificial intelligence is is advancing at a, a very rapid pace. Uh, we no longer have the manufacturing jobs to support all the retail employees that are being laid off. And this, this is a problem for this transition in that is happening right now. And this wealth transfer that's happening 
and it's taking place right now. And I say these things because these things need to be paid attention to. All right, I'm going to get into the show. That's the end of current events. Um, I'd like to welcome you all to the foundation once again. The foundation today, we're talking about those who have a job. Do you need a trust? I have a job. Do I need a trust? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just going to start off. Start it off by saying yes. Yes, you do. You absolutely need a trust. Those of us who do not have trust and are not actively pursuing getting in to the structure of trust either believe that we cannot or it's not worth it for us or we're not in the position to get a trust or it's not beneficial. Oh, that's only for rich people. You got to be making a lot of money, so on, so on and so forth. Or we fall into the category of not knowing or having a proper understanding of the benefits and understanding that it is in our absolute highest order of benefits to get properly structured in trust. Now, I know there's a, a general uh, idea that, oh, if I have a job, then, you know, I shouldn't get a trust. It can't protect me, so on and so forth. That's absolutely false. Absolutely false. You know, oh, I got a loan. I got a, I got a mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't take advantage of the trust with my property. That's absolutely false. I can't protect, you know, because there's a mortgage on it, so I can't take it private. I can't, you know, protect the asset. That's absolutely false. Oh, there's a there's a lien. On the vehicle, I can't protect the vehicle because I, you know, I, got, I, got I got a loan. I make payments on it. That's absolutely false. Number one, <clears throat> trust is a generational vehicle. It's not an individual vehicle. We can't be just thinking about ourselves. Oh man, it doesn't benefit me directly. I don't see the benefit for me right now. Right now, I don't see how it's going to benefit me right now. So I'm just going to wait. That's, that's trash. It's a multi, multi-generational vehicle. It's not just for you. It's for you and the successors. You and your successor trustees, your heirs, the beneficiaries and subsequent Successor beneficiaries, those beneficiaries that come into the trust by birth or marriage, now, whether that's a public marriage or a private, marriage, private marriage, it doesn't matter. It's a multi-generational vehicle. It's a private multi-generational vehicle. Number, number one, off the gate, out of the gate, just off the cuff. 
There's such thing as a quick claim deed. I have a mortgage on my property. I got a mortgage on my property, and I don't feel like, you know, I can take advantage. Why, why would I get a trust? Why would I get a family trust? Why would I get trustee training? So, you know, I got a mortgage, and I, you know, I don't really have any assets. You know, I, I understand that, you know, the entity that generates the income is responsible for the tax on the income. Yeah, you, you know, the entity generating the income right now is an individual. I'm on a W-2 employee. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to avoid taxation on the income, man. So why, why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. Well, number one, you know, I got a, I got, a, I got a property. You know, I got, a, I got a mortgage. Let's, you know, say I got a mortgage. Let's say I was lucky. You know, I got a mortgage in 2013, 2012. You know, right around the, the beginning of the housing market boom, right? And then, and then. I've been paying the mortgage, paying the mortgage for a few years. Maybe you've been paying the mortgage for 10 years, but you still got a mortgage. But I've been paying the mortgage, paying the mortgage for a few years. So that opens up equity. Equity is the remainder of the value of the property if I were to sell it right now and pay off the mortgage. So if the mortgage, let's say the mortgage is a $300,000 mortgage, you know, the equity um, exists if the property is worth $350,000. Now, that $350,000 is called equity because the mortgage is only $300,000. I've been paying the mortgage, and the mortgage is, you know, it was three ten dollars or something. The market went up, so now it's worth $350,000. So if I, if, I, if I was to sell it right now and pay off the mortgage, I would have $50,000 left over. So that's, that's, the, that's the equity. If you didn't know, I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence. If you knew, that's what's up. You know? <clears throat> so, you know, as I'm establishing this equity, you know, in, you know, this property that has a mortgage, you know, well, how is the trust going to benefit me? Well, well, I know that the equity or the claim that I have with regards to the value of the property <clears throat> that exceeds the mortgage. I'm just going to go ahead, you know, quick claim, quit my claim, you know, the debtor, the individual claim, quit the individual claim to the trust, the family trust, or specifically the family asset trust. And I'm going to go down to the county, and I'm going to record that deed. with the county recorder. And then, you know, get, get, get the, you know, the filing number, whatever, you know, the, the book number, you know, page number, however they do it. And then now, not only do I, have I just protected the equity from those that would come after the individual as far as like a creditor or, you know, some sort of lawsuit. <clears throat> but I've also titled my portion to the name of the trust, which then allows 
for it to be protected if anything were to happen to you. Like if anything were to happen, you know, with my life, with my life, you know. Because then, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, my estate wouldn't go through probate because there's really no assets. The portion of the property or the value of the portion of the property that the, the mortgage company has with regard to that mortgage is theirs and the rest is, is not mine. So that's not that issue. Then when the, when the mortgage is paid off, that clears the title. And that now that property is in and owned 100% by the Family Asset Trust. And, and in my case, you know, the life insurance policy will be dispersed to the Family Trust the family trust will deposit it in the family trust account. And being that the family trust is now on the deed for the property, it is now responsible for paying off the mortgage during the redemption period. And what I did is I made it really easy for my successors. My heart could stop, drop dead, you know, you know <clears throat> it'd be a wrap. Not only do my successors not have to grieve and deal with the arrangements, they have the peace of mind knowing that the trust is going to take care of everything as long as they execute the contract. As long as you execute the trust indenture. That's one example of why even if you have a job, man, look, you own things, you know. You have you have assets. They may be depreciating. Most of the assets we own are depreciating, but they're assets nonetheless. You go to work every single day to sustain not only your life, but your housing, your health, and that of your family. And those assets should be protected. Definitely be used to protect you. Uh, true story. My my, my my maternal grandmother passed. Um, and this was a while ago, over, probably over a decade ago. She she passed intestate, which means she died without a will. And um, pretty much the day after she died, <clears throat> my mother and I went to her you know, house to um, start making, you know, taking care of stuff, you know. Uh, my mother was messed up and we got to the property you noticed that like the door was forced open or something we walked in the house and there was a bunch of stuff ran through and a lot of stuff was taken you could tell it looked like someone burglarized the property is what it looked like and um, I don't remember if she ended up calling the police or whatnot, but it looked like a burglary thought it was a burglary but it ended up being um, I I don't know what you call it, great aunt. So my maternal grandmother's sister went in there and basically was saying that, you know, she said that she could have it and she could have all these things and she could do this. It was a big problem. Like people were fighting. People were fighting. Sisters were fighting. Brothers were fighting. Sisters. Sisters fighting. Aunts and uncles were fighting over this. Man. It was, ter- it was terrible. It was terrible. And 
I mean, look, I went back the next day with my mom, and there was like they tried to padlock the door to her mother's property. She ended up having to. Well, I ended up taking the padlock off, you know, circumventing it, so she could get in and finish what she wanted to do. And it was, you know, it made it made a terrible time for the family, even worse, even worse. Because, you know, my, my grandmother didn't have her affairs in order properly. And it was a conundrum. And the the, the estate wasn't properly uh, divided and there was no there was nothing anyone could do. I mean, because there was nothing there was no enforcement, there was no trust indenture. That could be a portion of it could be entered into the record, the court record, to enforce the return of this property from these other family members. There was no real authority for sister to go to sister or brother to go to sister or brother to go to brother and say, hey, this is the trust indenture, man. We were all told about this, whether you paid attention or not. Whether you listen to grandma and when she was teaching this stuff or not, I know what it says in this adventure and you just breached the trust, man. So you need to either bring it back because it's not what she wanted or I'm going to enforce this to a court action. It's not me and you arguing. It's not brother against brother arguing. It's not brother and sister arguing. It's not the family arguing back and forth, aunts and uncles and stuff. Statement of fact This was the indenture This was her wishes And this is how it was supposed to happen This is not how it's happening We we all knew it was supposed to happen like this It didn't happen like this This needs to happen This needs to be fixed So on and so forth Even if you have a job Even if you have a job Need to have a trust. There are situations that we deal with pretty much on a daily basis that we don't have to deal with, but we're ignorant to the fact that we don't have to deal with it because we don't know. Uh, <clears throat> my maternal side of my family to this day doesn't get along. And I mean, there was other things that. You know, were involved in that situation. But I mean, that was pretty much the icing on the cake. That broke the camera's back. That's that straw. It was the last straw. And, you know, my maternal side never recovered after that. And it, you know, it really messed with the family. The trust, the family trust is a unification tool, it reunifies the family. You don't get your peace. You don't get your peace. You don't get your peace. And then y'all go y'all separate ways and talk to each other if you want to. And honor your parents' wishes to get along and stay in contact if you want to. Nah, man. All the assets in the trust. The life insurance policies were paid out to the trust. Death benefits went to the trust. You want any access to this wealth, you need to work together as a board of trustees, brother, sister, cousins, 
You got to work together and you have to administer this trust. It's a reunification tool. It reunifies the family units. Maybe you're not thinking about that. Maybe you're not thinking about the long-term aspects of family reunification. Maybe, maybe you fell for the deal or woke up and fell asleep back to the deal of it's all about you. Your life is all about you and you own it. And your, your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your child or your friend, they're just accessories of you. They just add to you and you don't have to add to them. Your family is about what your family can do to you, not about what you can do for your family. But as far as I'm concerned, we should all be breaking our necks to get privately property structure. We should all be breaking our necks to get into a vehicle that does not owe its existence to any legislation, federal or state, that is not governed by any legislation, federal or state. The nature, the business of the trust does not come under state or federal legislation, state or federal government. The only issue that may arise is the reporting of the use of Federal Reserve notes. The government does not tell the trustees how to administer the trust, what to do with the assets, if they can sell the assets, if they can mortgage the assets, if they can uh, purchase investments, if they can open bank accounts. The state does not regulate any of that activity. All that activity is regulated by the contract. That is powerful. There are countless, countless Supreme Court citations that back up that the trust is a separate entity from any legislative or state-created entity, but have similar powers of those entities, can enjoy similar benefits. What's the benefit? Benefit of having a bank account in the public in the commercial districts in this world of commerce. The benefit to be able to transact in those, the currency of the United States, the Federal Reserve notes, that's a benefit. It makes it easier for you to do business and purchase goods and services that you get to use those notes, whether you're using them through a trust or using them as an individual or corporation, but through a contract trust, The state and the federal government are outside of the use, primary or secondary, of those Federal Reserve notes and the regulation of the use of those and regulation of the deductions and expenses tied to the use of those Federal Reserve notes. Now, I have a job. I got a job, man, you know. Um, you know, they're already taking taxes. I'm, I'm not going to receive a tax benefit. I don't, I don't feel that that's good enough reason to forestall setting up your private estate. When I say setting up your private estate, I'm not talking about just you individually, your, like your, your family's private estate. Asset protection alone is worth it. 
the avoidance of probate alone is worth it. The family reunification principle of it is alone worth it. The protection from creditors and litigation with regards to assets. We're talking about financial assets, paper assets, monetary assets, um, tangible assets, intangible assets, uh, property assets, real estate property, it doesn't matter. Protection from lawsuits, freedom. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> if you have a vehicle that's in the name of the trust, and you are executing the trust indenture, and you are traveling in a vehicle in the name of the trust that's owned by the trust, and you are executing the trust indenture, so you are executing trust business, and you are pulled over, technically being pulled over is impairing the obligation of the contract. Now, I'm not inciting anyone to get brolic and pop off with the police when they pull you over because it's controversial. And there's way more of them, and I mean those in the public who do not know, than there are of us, those in the private, who do know. Just due to that ratio, it's going to be obvious that the wealth is going to be concentrated in the hands of the few because it's the few whose hands the concentration of knowledge is. It makes sense. It's correlated. To me, it's deductive reasoning. Um, it, it, it goes without saying as far as I'm concerned. Are you going to be working a job the whole time? Some of some of us might. Some of us are close to retirement. We got a package coming. No. A lot of people hit me up asking about disbursements as far as you know um, IRAs, four hundred one ks and stuff like that. You know, four hundred one k traditionally are taxed on disbursements, unless it's taxed beforehand. Like an IRA, same thing. Um, you you contribute to these. Uh, Vehicles, that's what I'm going to call them. They're supposed wealth vehicles. Get your wealth from one place to another. Um, You contribute to these vehicles tax-free. So when you draw upon um, uh, disbursements, those are taxed. I don't don't like that. I think that's ridiculous. You don't know what the the tax is going to be in the future. Um, I like the Roth IRAs or any... any, um, Retirement account. If you have to do it, if you, you know, if you're working a job, if you can self-direct or anything, um, I would definitely, you know, try to modify or do something to where, you know, the taxes are being taken out um, on the contribution side. So there's no tax on the distribution side after you retire. It's going to be a fixed income. You know, on a fixed income with high taxes and high inflation and high, you know, rates of, you know, rent and Leases and property values and all that stuff. Or with the, on a fixed income with low access to credit, which is going to be coming up pretty soon. It can be very tough.
as far as like trying to shelter that, you know, it's in the name of the individual and it might not be what you want to hear. Um, there are ways I consider sketchy that I won't mention, but you know, as far as like on the up and up, it's the individual, it's titled to the individual. So, you know, Hey, anything that the individual made and the individual owns is up for grabs as far as the public is concerned. And that's the way the individual was created. To draw value in the form of labor, I'm sorry, labor, goods and services, energy, into the public through the individual entity. And then businesses are created to harvest that labor energy and, you know, the raw materials. And through through these businesses, they generate even more money off of the initial labor and energy part of the public and then siphon it into the private. All of this is a game. And whether you have a job or not, if you don't have a trust, the game is being played on you. Game is being played played on the public. You got people out here charging, trying to charge people eighteen thousand dollars, man, for private information. You know, for so-called trustee training, eighteen thousand dollars, man. Y'all know I don't say no names. We got people out here charging eighteen thousand dollars, man. That's ridiculous. Got our people thinking out out here thinking they can't afford it. Got our people thinking that that man, look, sixteen thousand dollars, man. Look, if it's sixteen G's, right? And let's say somebody's being nice, right? And they're like, Oh, well, you can break it up over like five hundred dollars a month. Then that's like thirty six months or something, man. That's like you can buy a car, man. That's a car no, fam. For thirty six months, fam. You ain't trying to help people go private. You're trying to help your pockets, man. That's horrible, man. And people with jobs can't handle that. Man. But regardless, you know, I'm, I, I just want to stress. I, I, I want to stress the reunification fundamental principle that is intrinsically attached to what we understand as going private. What it means to understand and know that if anything were to happen to you, not only is there going to be um, a disbursement, at least one, to your family trust or you know your family foundation, both, but knowing that your heirs and your successors are going to work together, going to have to work together, going to have to talk to each other, going to have to interact. In order to, you know, derive any benefit from what you've accumulated over your lifetime, from what you've exchanged your life 
and energy and time on this planet, which we'll never get back. I know energy is never destroyed, but the time on this planet cannot be restored. We, we go to work, most of us, the majority of us, I'm just going to say, we go to work to support our, support our family, take care of our family, to do what we got to do with our family. And yet, if we're not working every day to get our family properly structured, we're working every day to ensure that our family doesn't stick together the way we would hope, the way we would want. I don't care if you get along with your sister. You're both my children, and I love you. I don't even like it when y'all argue. I don't even like it when y'all talk to each other like that. But even if you're arguing, at least you're talking to each other. We all know we get to a certain age, we can do whatever we want. Got to deal with that uncle or that that brother or that cousin or whatever. I know a lot of my um, people in the Bible Belt down south, you know, family's more important than what I've realized and noticed in the northern part of America. It's a shame to me. But if we're not working every day to, for the private, proper structure, we're working every day to maximize the disbursement of your heirs coming together, maybe for holidays, maybe. Maybe for birthdays. But a lot of times what you'll see, the only times you really catch up with people in adult life is at a funeral. To me, that's too bad. I, t- I feel like all, all my people need to trust. I don't, you got a job. You don't have a job. Um, you work for yourself. You, you own businesses. All you do is invest. You got millions of dollars, trillions of dollars, tens of dollars. We all need trust. Trust structure. Trustee training. Proper trust administration. It trickles down to business structure. It trickles. We don't. Well, we don't. We just don't understand that, though. We don't. We don't understand the value getting properly structured. We don't understand the value. Of being in the information age And having the world at your fingertips Literally through the internet We don't understand the value Of this being the age of Aquarius Oh I'll do it tomorrow Oh maybe next week Maybe next month Tomorrow's not promised We don't even know 
You cannot guarantee me that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. You can't even guarantee me I'm going to go to sleep tonight. So many things that we take for granted. We take for granted that our children are always going to talk to each other because they, they talk to each other when we're in the room. I don't want to hear it all, you know, so I got a job. So what, man? Good. You should have a job. At the very least, we should have a job. At the very least. Some some of us have jobs at the very most. Nobody should be ashamed of being a W-2 employee. I don't know where that came from. And if it came from me, I apologize, because that's not what I was attempting to convey. There's no shame in being an employee. The shame is coming in not valuing yourself. The shame is coming from valuing yourself in the same manner that your so-called employer values yourself. The shame, the shame comes from valuing your hourly, your hours at the same rate of your, your alleged employer valuing your hours. There's a minimum wage, but there's no maximum wage. You ever heard of a maximum wage? Can, can nobody tell you what you're worth? I can tell you minimum across the board. This is a minimum wage. Can't tell you maximum wage across the board. Is max, you, you stifle innovation. You stifle businesses. You stifle, uh, oh man, the economy. We so caught up on this minimum wage. We ain't caught up in looking for our, to make our maximum wage. Now, maximum wage is not even a wage at all. It's a benefit that we derive from a contractual binding relationship between you and a trust or multiple trusts. I'm, I'm not, I'm working my job. I'm not working towards getting privately structured. Because I don't understand the value of being privately structured. That's basically, as far as I'm concerned, the theme for this show is value. I trust, I trust that everyone, we all value our time more than employers do. Which I think contributes to the agitation. I know most most of us think that we don't know where to start, which contributes to the agitation. I know most of us, the only real routine that was bashed into our heads was the get up, go to school routine, which is modified into the get up, go to work routine. which contributes to the agitation. There's so many factors in our lives that contribute to the agitation. All I can say is consistency and dedication. Small steps, baby steps, consistent steps will get you there. Every day, do something. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 30 seconds, 2 hours. Every single day. You feel good about that. I did something. I'm on my way. 
Most people think business, your business, you got to make a million dollars to be successful. No, you don't. I know a client that is making with his girlfriend over $50,000 a month by sitting cats. Cat sitting, man. Over 50 G's a month. I have a client. I have a client that's making over $50,000 a month cat sitting. Just cats, not dogs. Just cats, man. The clients give them the keys to their properties. Go in, feed the pet, make sure, you know, if the pet needs um, shots. You know what I'm saying? Give the pet the shot. Give the cat the shots. Here, kitty, yeah. 50 G's a month, man. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. It's just because we don't know. We just don't know. And we don't value our ideas. I know my labor is valued, so I get up and go to work every day, and I can sustain myself, I think, off of that, even though I'm burnt up in my credit. I don't value my ideas. So I don't, I don't work on my ideas consistently with dedication, so therefore I cannot see my idea come to life and benefit from it and start building the momentum of positive self-esteem and accomplishments. I'm stuck in this job, stuck in a nine to five job. I'm stuck in traffic, stuck in traffic. You gotta grind how most people will not so you can live how most people cannot, even if they want to, they can't do it. Even if they want to. And they don't have the consistency and dedication to catch up. And even if they did have the consistency and dedication to catch up, they can never catch up because you're still moving. You started earlier. It's like, you know, we're going to race. This is the starting line. And you go. And then I wait two months. And then I go. I'm never going to catch up to you. Unless you stop and wait. Always worried about who, what someone else has versus what I have keeps my head off the game. Me worrying about what I'm pursuing, and I don't care what you got because I ain't got it. Why would I care? I can't partake. Keep That keeps my head in the game. Oh, I got to do these articles of organization. Uh, done. Oh, I got to get this EIN. Oh, done. Oh, I got to set up these accounts. Oh, done. Ooh, I got to set up these, these social media accounts. Oh, done. Oh, I got to set up the website. Oh, done. I only have to do it one time. What are you selling? It's a good or a service. Pet, man, sitting cats, 50 Gs, man. That, man, that blew my mind. When I saw those that papers, the paperwork, fifty thousand dollars. <throat> Somebody know what that is a year? I ain't gonna do the math. Uh, I got about four minutes left in the broadcast, man. I might just, I might just end it because I don't have no voice, man. So I'm, I apologize for coming at y'all with this with this raspy voice. Um, I'm, I'm fine. I don't know what it is. I feel fine. I feel 100% good.
know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think um, we got about four minutes left in the broadcast. I'm just going to wrap it up by saying we all need trust. Why do why you think? No. Okay, so look. The public stands to benefit by creating entities that it controls and taxes. Why use those entities? Why why use only those entities? Why? I've never heard a good answer for that. Why not use entities in whatever capacity, even if you're an employee? There's other ways you can use them. Even if you don't start a business. Even if you have no plan to start a business. Hey, it's too late in my life, man. I'm going to retire. I'm done. Which I think is we should never stop working. Even if you retire, I think we should still keep working. We should still have a passion or retire into our foundations and, you know, do charity work or something. We should always be doing something. Keeping busy. Because things that stop moving start to die. That's a natural uh, observation that I've made. Whether it's plants, animals, whatever. Stop moving, you die. But even if you don't start a business, you can be like, you know, that's not on my horizon, so I'm good. You own stuff. You have property. Put it in your trust. Create a trust. Create your private estate. Give it to your heirs. Give the knowledge. Give the, the, the knowledge of, and training of administration to your heirs. Maybe one of your heirs, you know, a few years after you retire, maybe a few years after you die, blows up and becomes a trillionaire using the foundation of the education that you gave them with regards to trust and stood on that and took off. This is a multi-generational system. Not everything... Not everything, not all the benefits of being private are we going to enjoy because we are the first generation. We are the ones reestablishing the estate. We are the ones that are picking up our family crest or family flag and repositioning it into the earth and reclaiming the estate. Isn't only we're starting the reclamation of our energy, the reclamation of our property outside of public hands. This is of the utmost importance because that sets the standard, sets the bar, and sets the foundation for the next. It's that simple. And yet it's that it's that complicated as well. You should do you should be doing whatever you need to do to go private. <clears throat> you should not be paying $18,000. You should not be paying $16,000. You should not be paying $10,000. You should not be paying $8,000. You should not be paying $7,000. Anyone asking, man, look, it's ridiculous. Holler at me. Add me at welcome to the foundation.com. I heard some stuff in the last week. Cats are here. Cats that I know, man, it's embarrassing. Out here yakking. 
$15,000. So I was like, hold on, man. Did that include a private family foundation with the tax exempt? They were like, nah, nah, just the, just the business trust, asset protection trust, and family trust. Family trust. I was like, man, what? I felt, I felt true shame. Keep me up. Add me at welcome to the foundation.com. Is it going to be a, a few? Yes, it's going to be a few. It's not going to be anything stupid. And you got to work for it. Some, some people got it. Some, most people got it. Some, I don't want to say most. I'll say most of y'all got it, though. That's what I will. I am going to say that. Most of y'all got it. But it opens up. We did it. We did it, the, the show last week with Tehran. Talking about credit funding. Do do funding, okay? So you want to get credit cards and lines of credit on the individual and get stuff. What if you default on the lines of credit and the credit cards, and all the stuff that you got is in the name of the individual? The credit card companies are going to take you to court and take all the stuff. But what if you get the cash and you purchase things through the trust entirely with the trust? And you default on the credit cards and the loans. They can come after you, but you don't own anything. You just control stuff. Be- being privately set up is a better, the best position to be in no matter what you're doing. It opens you up for endowments, getting involved in endowments, founder stuff, private family banking with, with life insurance policies, right? It's a, it's a, it's a death policy. It's... it's it's going to disperse hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to the family estate when you die, which is guaranteed. Unless you want to put rims on it, you can put rims on the whip. Or we can start making economic moves that make sense. Uh, make sense. Economic moves that benefit us moves in expending energy and time putting ourselves into a better position building a better foundation now I understand why I call this the foundation on high frequency radio network because trust is the foundation I don't care what you're doing and it, it, it's, it's spiritual, it's economical it's, it's mental physical, it's, it's family, it's business, it's wealth. So many things. Time's running out. Things are going to change in, in the United States of America. Or just America, Morocco, Oxide, whatever you call it. You know what I'm saying? Things are going to change. And things are changing now. A lot of us don't recognize because it's happening slowly. But it's, 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 things are going to be a lot different. And we got these people calling for recession in 2020. We got robots replacing jobs at breakneck break speed. Time is running out. We got, you know, um, whispers of war. 
And not just, I'm not talking trade war. Things are going to be different. Um, are you ready? I don't even feel like I'm ready. It scares the mess out of me for my people, though. I ain't, I ain't no doom and gloom, dude. You know, I'm a positive thinker. I generally am a positive thinker. And the reason why I do this is because we, I feel like there's still time. But I know that time is running out. You still have a chance. You still have a chance to change your situation, to change your mind, to change your education, to change the way you do business, to change the way you title property. Change the way you look at your family and all the assets. That's what I got for y'all. I, I just want y'all to, you know, to really think about that. I want y'all to, you know, understand that you're going to have to sacrifice. If it's not monetarily, it's going to be time wise. If it's not time wise, um, it's going to be relationship. It's not, if it's not relation, it's going to be something. You're going to be tested. As you move into the private And it's, this, this stuff is spiritual As well as mental and commercial And contractual Spiritual and metaphysical Don't play yourself and think it's not But it's something definitely to work towards What are you working towards in your life? Are you chasing success? Or are you pursuing significance? Y'all want to get in trustee trading? Add me at welcometothefoundation.com. Um, email me. Hit me up. Let me know. Uh, I did choose. Um, we got a winner of the Jubilee. I didn't forget. Um, I'm going I'm to hit this person up. And try to get into contact with them first before I announce it. Because yeah, if I can't contact them, I got to go to the next person. So I don't want any confusion. But, uh, you know, I want to say thank everybody who, you know, uh, liked any of the social media pages and, you know, um, commented, whatever. You know, it's it cool. I appreciate it. I just wanted to have some sort of interaction. Um, but, you know, I am going to be hitting up this person with regards to the free trustee training. And, um, you know, definitely want to say congratulations. But as I said, I want to contact them first. Before I make the announcement, make sure I can get in contact with him first. Otherwise, you know, I got a number two and we got a number three. So, um, everyone that participated, thank you, appreciate it. Um, it was dope. It was amazing. As always, man, y'all, you know, the family surprises me. Y'all surprise me all the time. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but I'm impressed. I'm humbled and um, very thankful for the, you know, this audience and the platform. Shout out to Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network dot com. You know, my big brother, man, you know. Um, who could ask for anything more, man? Like, life could be a lot worse right now. I'm very appreciative. And you know, I wish and and will everyone, all of y'all the best. And you know, I will y'all the energy and you know vibrations necessary for y'all to start changing your life for the better. You can do it and you're worth it and you deserve it. And you know, don't listen to anybody who tells you that you're not. And what other people think about you is none of your business. 
Because if it was, you'd be able to read minds. The good creator would have endowed you with the ability to read minds because you can't read minds means you're, it, uh, you're not supposed to. So it's none of your business. So much of our lives would change if we just stopped worrying about what people thought of us. Especially people who don't matter, people who don't put food on the table, people who don't bring joy to your life, people who, you know, aren't going to take care of you when you get older or don't smile when they see you or don't depend on you and love you unconditionally. But you, you're worth it. You deserve it. If you understood the forces of nature, which were, were required to keep the atoms of your body coalescing so you can have this vessel that you occupy, I truly believe that you would look at yourself in a totally different light because you are great, you are special you are a god I don't like to say goddesses that denotes, denotes gender the spirit within you has no gender the flesh that you occupy does it's just a vessel and I don't care what, what other energies are on this earth they don't have a vessel which means they're not as important or as powerful as you. So all, all the negative energies and the positive energies, it's offering acceptance. You accept or do not accept negative energies or positive energies. It's just an energy. With that being said, I really want y'all to understand your worth, man. I love, I love y'all, I really do. I want the best for y'all. I will the best for y'all. It, it's time. It's time. It's, it's, it's time. There's no time like now. Tomorrow never comes. We, we only have today, and yesterday is gone. Tomorrow never comes. I mean, someone asked me, like, how does that make sense? How do you say tomorrow never comes? Because you say tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. You're always gonna wake up and tomorrow's tomorrow. Today's today. And yesterday was yesterday. Do it today. Do it now. Do it because you can. Do it because you are worth it. You do it because you owe it to yourself to move forward. I appreciate y'all, you know. Definitely appreciate y'all. Um, you need a consultation. Um, you want some help. Try, maybe trying to figure it out. Trying to move forward. Trying to structure properly. You want trustee training. Admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Email me. And let, you know, let, let's move from there. Let's move off of there. Let's get it taken care of. Um, welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you check out the PDF section that you learn on. If you are, you know, if you have the time, I know a lot of people you know, watch YouTube videos and they listen to them. You know, when I'm working on, you know, getting the stuff converted so I can put it up on YouTube, I have been slacking. I apologize. But yeah, with that being said, um, you know, I'm going I'm to close it out. I love y'all. Definitely appreciate y'all. <clears throat> and I look forward to, you know, 
assisting you in your progress transition, assisting you in setting up your businesses, assisting you in protecting your assets, assisting you into, you know, setting up a, a more beneficial tax position, to say that. Because to me, that's what it's all about. And, you know, getting your life set up so where you can spend more time what's most important and to me that's family and all my family so let's do this together welcome to the foundation.com sign up for the email list you know, check out the PDF section section you can find all the you know social media sites so on and so forth and y'all check me out next week right here on high frequency regular network.com I love y'all I appreciate y'all and I'll catch you next time peace to the gods on this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.